This week on The Inches, I chat with Brett Lashbrook, founder and CEO of Las Vegas Lights FC, brand new soccer team in Las Vegas. Chat a little bit about some unique sponsorship in starting a new team in a city. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of The Inches, a podcast that looks at sports sponsorship and how digital is really shifting the way we think about and sell sponsorship in the sports industry. I'm Nick Lawson, co-founder and CEO of a company called Squad Sports that helps teams uh, use digital assets to really wow sponsors and build relationships with fans and also your co-host here on The Inches. We've had a little bit of a week hiatus, uh, really busy around here at Squad. Sorry about that. WNBA season's just tipped off, so we had a lot of games going on. Make sure you guys are watching those games. Great sport, great athletes. Really, really love it. So make sure you guys tune in there. But this week, we have a great, great guest with Brett Lashbrook of the Las Vegas Lights FC. Now, I met Brett at the USL meetings uh, in Tampa. Uh, As he was just getting the team started and going, Um, but then it it seems like every time I turned on SportsCenter, uh, the Las Vegas lights were there. Every time I looked on social media, they were really grabbing a lot of attention. It's really interesting what they're doing differently and maybe not so differently. But a big thing that you'll hear is how they've really honed in on the community and made it Las Vegas's team in a very, very crowded now sports market with the Golden Knights, the Raiders going there, um, and of course some minor league baseball teams there as well. So it's really interesting to start a team, but then some of the stuff he's doing, his mindsets around sort of building a team uh, around a city and being able to take some risks along that path has really propelled uh, the team uh, very, very high in its first year. So really excited for this chat. Make sure you guys listen all the way through. Thanks so much, Brett, for popping on. And this is our episode with Brett Lashbrook, CEO and founder of the Las Vegas Lights FC. Well, this week I'm here with Brett Lashbrook uh, with the Las Vegas Lights FC, a brand new club in Las Vegas, as well as USL. And Brett and I met at the USL marketing meetings when he was just getting it going. And uh, for you, those of you who haven't sort of followed the journey, it's it's been nothing but exciting. Uh, I even think Flavor Flav was at a uh, game. Is that correct? <laughs> right? You never know what you're going to get at a Las Vegas Lights match. Absolutely. So thanks so much, Brett, for your, for your time. Really appreciate it here. Absolutely happy to be on. So, you know, um, big pieces getting an entire club started in a in, in a new emerging market like Las Vegas where pro teams are, are moving there. Can you kind of take us through, you know, you have a large background in soccer, but what kind of prompted um, starting the team and then starting in Las Vegas? Yeah, so uh, while I grew up in Kansas City, my mother actually moved out to Las Vegas 20 years ago. And so I had been coming out here for the last 20 years and knew it was the fastest growing city in America. And it was young and it was diverse. And um, it was a working class city that, you know, a USL $20 ticket price fits in perfectly. And I actually moved full time out to the market uh, in 2015. Uh, My mother was going through some health illnesses. She's fine now. But I came out thinking I'd just come out for, you know, six, nine, 12 months. And I personally started to realize, man, I really, really like it out here this city would be perfect. Um, and I was fortunate that my, my family has the capital to do a project like this. And, you know, my, my background of having worked at MLS and worked on various expansion projects and USL as a USL team into an MLS team, getting the stadium built. Um, I, I, I had a unique background, I'll say, 
um, and, and how do you kind of start a team from scratch and what the P&L looks like and what are the challenges and what are the opportunities. Um, and the biggest uh, hurdle in a project like this isn't finding a city that likes soccer. It's finding a city that has a venue. Stadiums are really hard to build. It's hard to find venues. In Las Vegas, we have what we think is an absolute jewel that has been hidden, a 10,000-seat Cashman Field in the heart of downtown Las Vegas. It's an old baseball stadium that works perfectly for soccer. It was originally designed for soccer. You can fit a, you know, uh, the, 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 the sight lines right down the, the – the, the, um, why can't I think of the baseball terms? Uh, the, the foul poles, mm-hmm. the foul lines. Um, center field's a, a right angle, so it fits just perfectly in there. Uh, and you put all that together. I had the capital. I had the experience. had this enormously growing city. We had the venue. Um, and this is where I wanted to live. And that is kind of, in a nutshell, uh, how we launched Las Vegas Lights eight months ago. Awesome. And, you know, what I love after doing just some, some more research is, is how you guys have really embraced the Las Vegas community. Um, you know, homegrown within all that. What? How important is that sort of toward the brand and the club I, and the team? I think it's incredibly important, but I think it's important for all cities, for all teams to embrace their cities. I've always felt this, right? And I use the example, think of the old Green Bay Packers, Chicago Bears, Pittsburgh Steelers. They represent those blue-collar cities, right? You think of the Showtime LA Lakers in LA, right, <laughs> with Magic and Kareem and all those guys. They represented, you know, La La Land, right? And when you think of Las Vegas, right, as I like to say, we are proud to be from here. We are not ashamed to be from Sin City. We are not ashamed to be in the entertainment capital of the world. We embrace it fully. Um, and so one of this team to take on that swagger, right? Like we want Flavor Flav sitting in the front row, right? Mm-hmm. We want to have an audacious jersey. We do want to push the envelope on on emojis and, and player introductions, et cetera, et cetera. We think it represents our city. And the local fan has responded to that tremendously. And the other part is I always say is we're for Las Vegas, by Las Vegas, of Las Vegas. You know, there's millions and millions and millions of people that come to Las Vegas every year. That's not who we're going after. We're going after the 2.2 million people that live here, are proud to live here, and want something to call their own. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And with your Jersey Partners, Zappos, that's kind of a big cornerstone as well. Obviously been a Las Vegas company for a while. How did that kind of partnership come about? And then, you know, sort of how did they embrace you being such a, a longstanding company? Yeah, so – they are uh, based a quarter mile from the stadium. They're based also in the heart of downtown. Their ownership group has invested hundreds of millions of dollars into to downtown Las Vegas revitalization. Um, so when you, when you have that blank sheet of paper and you're thinking of who are those partners we want to align with, right? We want to align with those hyper-local companies like a Zappos, a Plaza Hotel who's been down here for decades, uh, Finley to Automotive Group, which has done you know, so much here in Southern Nevada, these the, the, the local labor union, these very hyper-local Las Vegas brands, uh, which have all come on and, and been supportive. But Zappos was the first one to step up. Um, and I actually will announce, and I don't know if you know this, but today we have actually moved our entire front office into the Zappos headquarters. Wow. So I am sitting here in the Zappos World headquarters uh, underneath a sign that says Zappos you know, core values, mm-hmm. create fun and a little weirdness. Nice. And I think that's exactly what we're doing. It's exactly what our, our core partner is doing. It's exactly what those of us that live in downtown Las Vegas embrace. Um, and I think the team has just been a perfect kind of synopsis of what of, of these kind of larger projects that are happening in the city. Definitely. That's a, that's an inches first exclusive on, uh, on that side. So that's <laughs> always been fun. Um, so, you know, looking at um, some of the, you know, technology within sponsorship and fan engagement, how are you guys kind of looking at tech or, or implementing technology to make sure your fans experience is great and they're connecting with sponsors? 
you know, candidly, I think we need to do a better job, right? And um, uh, not just being a first-year team, but being in an older stadium, we certainly have um, uh, some challenges. With that said, I think there's some blocking and tackling of connecting with our fans that, that teams aren't doing. So I'll give an example. Our coach does an interview over the, over the in-stadium speakers at the beginning of halftime. Yeah. Right. I, I don't understand why we don't other teams aren't doing that. Right. And they'll do it at the end of the game. Right. We are doing ways to connect with our fans. We became the first team to guarantee after every game, win or lose, our players will take their jerseys off their back and give them to uh, to fans. Mm-hmm. Right. And they'll stay on the field. So there's some things of it's not technology driven, but there's a lot of things that we can do to really connect with the fans. Right. And you can do the social media and you can do all of that. But I, I'm a big believer that you don't need that brand new billion dollar stadium with all the bells and whistles mm-hmm. to connect with your fans. And I think the industry maybe has gotten a little lazy of thinking, well, I need a better, shinier toy. But they're still just blocking and tackling person to person interactions that I think will go a long way. Definitely love that. Um, and a little moving forward on that, uh, as far as partnerships, a little bit of innovation. You guys, I believe, were the first sporting club to get a marijuana dispensary partnership. How did yes. that come about? Yes. How did you, you know, tackle that? And in, in, in that entire story would be awesome. Yeah. So it's, um, it, I, I get it outside of, of, of Las Vegas, the, I'll call it the shock value uh, mm-hmm. uh, associated with it. But uh, I'd say for locals, it has been, uh, yeah, like it, it is, it has been the, the good people of Nevada overwhelmingly voted to, uh, to, to legalize recreational marijuana um, about a year ago. And uh, there are 70 plus dispensaries around town. They all promote and advertise. And it's a very competitive uh, industry. And we had this blank sheet of paper. And I go back to what I said before. We're not ashamed of being from Las Vegas. We love Las Vegas. We love representing Las Vegas. We love having the swagger of Las Vegas. We love being Las Vegas. Um, And the partnership that we did was with New New Marketplace, which is the largest dispensary in the world. Uh, It's open 24-7, has a drive-through, only one with a drive-through. And it's two blocks from our stadium. And they, like us, are investing millions of dollars in downtown Las Vegas. And we love that, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just um, uh, a groundbreaking partnership, but it's another like-minded group that is trying to make downtown Las Vegas uh, different and better and growing the community. And and the other thing that I always say is, uh, I just, again, for those of you listening from outside of of Las Vegas. 100%... uh, monitored by the state, 100% above board, 100% tax, creating hundreds of millions of dollars for local education. Um, and the other thing that I'd say is, I understand when people, you know, uh, say a marijuana uh, dispensary kind of the, the, the view that people take. The reality is, when you walk in the store, it's like walking into an oversized uh, Apple store, mm-hmm. right? And I think there's a deep stigmatization of it all that need, needs to be occurring and that we can help uh, bring. The other thing is that there's multiple products uh, in the store that aren't, uh, can be used for medicinal purposes, et cetera, et cetera, including creams that are actually approved by the World Anti-Doping Association. So, again, I understand the uh, shock value to it, but it's always important for me to know our product, our players are using some of these products, and it's 100% permitted by the World Anti-Doping Association. Mm-hmm. No, that's amazing. That's that's kind of the, you know, I live in Oregon. Um, we obviously, you know, uh, passed it to, to be legal here as well. There's, you're learning, I think more so the states are just learning about, hey, it's not just, 
you know, uh, the smoking side of it. There's multiple, multiple yeah. ways to kind of implement it. You know, what I loved yeah. uh, in doing some background research is you, you constantly sort of, when talking about the team, started with, you know, a blank sheet of paper and said, hey, yeah. let's let's really encompass, um, you know, the city, all of that. What, what was kind of those first steps? You know, you said, hey, I have a blank sheet of paper. What's the first thing we have to do uh, in order to get this going? Well, I mean, there's the blocking and tackling, right? We have to get the stadium, we have to get the team, et cetera, et cetera. And then it was, okay, what do we name it, right? Well, I, listen, I, I've been around enough naming of, of teams and designing logos that uh, if you do it in a vacuum, it is not going to end well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we immediately went out to the, out to the, 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 the locals and said, hey, what, what do you want to name this? And I always laugh, you know, we got a thousand names, right? Some of them were, uh, you know, great, but they were trademarked. Some of them were hilarious, but you know, not really reasonable. Some of them were awful. Some of them were hilariously awful, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And you really had this, like, you know, you had this real divide. You could just tell uh, in the names and the people voting and social media, et cetera, et cetera, of, do you want to go more traditional, right? Las Vegas FC, right? Or FC Vegas, et cetera, et cetera, or something more uh, uh, I'll call it Americanized, right? Lions, tigers, and bears, mm-hmm. um, or you know, kind of Vegas fight, right? With a real gambling twist of you know the, the blackjacks or something like that. And so we put it out to a vote, and uh, Lights FC won. Um, but if you look at our logo, right? When we started asking fans to give input on you know creative elements in the logo and colors and shapes and design inspiration, uh, we prominently featured the FC because we knew there was this divide, right? Half the people wanted a more traditional name like lights and half the people wanted to just be FC. Mm-hmm. So it was, again, it was just kind of keep listening, listening, listening. You're never going to please everybody. Um, and, I, and I think this is true when we changed the logo in Orlando and in other places, you know, six months later, you, you want people to all be back on board. If that makes sense, right? Everyone can have their opinion at the beginning, but the, the real test is in six plus months. And, and I think today no one is arguing about the name or, or, the, or the logo, which is uh, a good sign. Nice. That's awesome. Now, as you know, the Knights have popped up as a NHL team, um, you know, obviously the 51s, I believe play there at Cashman as well. Um, but then you have the yeah, Raiders. So they're building a new, they're building a new, they're building a new stadium. So we'll have the stadium to ourselves next oh, year, nice. but yeah, the 51s are, are here this year. Awesome. And then, you know, the Raiders come into town. Uh, I know, uh, WNBA wise, uh, the aces yep. are, are coming to town. How do you guys, obviously you have a little bit of a different brand. How do you guys differentiate yourself, uh, within a market that's becoming really crowded? Yeah. So I, I, I look at it just differently right so I, i've gotten the question many times like oh the golden knights oh the raiders coming it is uh an apple and an orange if that makes sense right mm-hmm. it's different sports different price points different type of year it's on the strip versus downtown it's a hundred plus dollar ticket price versus 20 it's soccer versus uh other sports it's different times of year um and the other thing is we are the entertainment capital of the world Every night we're competing against Celine and Brittany and yep. Elton and, 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 and Copperfield. So there is so much going on here in Vegas. You know, I, I look at it as like raising tides, raise all ships, right? Mm-hmm. The more success that they have, right? The more success the Golden Knights have, I just smile because I think, look what they're doing at that price point at the strip with the sport of hockey in the winter. Think what we can do with soccer downtown at a lower price point. There is no... Um, jealousy towards the Golden Knights, right? I, we're, we're, I mean, our players wore the Golden Knights jersey the other game to walk, walk out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really do believe it's a raising tide, raise all ships um, uh, situation. And we are a big league city. We have 2.2 million people, 2.2 million people. And I don't know why the other 
uh, you know, major leagues were so scared of us, right? And they just needed one, and now they're all coming in, in floodgates. But this should have happened years ago is the way yeah. I look at it. No, and it's, it's great that, you know, you the lights uh, in, in all these teams have the ability to really take a hold of that, right? Uh, take advantage where people yeah. have looked over. Um, I know you guys are in season right now, so you guys are probably getting things going. But over the next couple of years, what are some of the big goals growing forward um, and big sort of developments uh, for the for the club? So there's a, there's a couple different things there. One is just to continue to grow uh, USL, to continue to grow as a club, continuing to, to sell one more seed, one more uh, everything, if, if that makes sense. And, you know, people ask a lot about what's the future of the club, and I say there's 101 outcomes for this club, um, but they all have one thing. All the, good, all the good outcomes have one thing in common, a strong 2018, right? So it may be a cliche answer, but incredibly focused on what we can do uh, in 2018 because you have this one chance to make a first impression and making sure we're doing that. Now, with that said, I think an answer that you would enjoy that we very much believe. The lights and USL games are for locals. Mm-hmm. For the 2.2 million people that, that live here, it's the base of the cake. We now have a staff. We now have a stadium. We now have operations and marketing and tickets and all that for that team. But we also have this wonderful X factor that's called Las Vegas. And we think we can go create some other international soccer events um, now that we have this combo. Mm-hmm. And so we really want to grow Major League Soccer preseason in the month of February. We really want to become the unofficial home of Major League Soccer um, throughout the month and, and have teams come here and train and fans come here and sponsors come here and TV come here and, and really create something special. We think we can do that as well um, with the Mexican League and doing stuff in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some other things we have up our sleeves of some other uh, soccer-related special events uh, that we think are uniquely positioned for a market like Las Vegas, right? So we, we don't view ourselves as – just the USL team. We view ourselves as this medium to go uh, do some really other cool things in soccer. Awesome. Well, yeah, you know, kind of moving forward, where can people get some more information, check you guys out? I know you've been on SportsCenter a few times, so people may have already kind of seen that, but where, uh, where yeah, can fans go yeah, see we, some, we, some more we, info? We, yeah, so you can uh, follow us at lightsfc.com or at, at LVLightsFC. On, on social media and get all the information and see uh, what's the next thing we have up on our sleeve, you know, uh, from the, the smiley face emoji to uh, a few other things, the flavor flavor showing up on, on Friday night. Um, we have a game this Saturday for Cinco de Mayo. We're actually giving away lights branded uh, luchador wrestling masks. So I awesome. think that's, you know, try to have a little, have a, try to have a little fun, try and do things a little differently. Um, certainly play a little bit in, in the gray area, a little bit outside the lines, but do it in a fun way um, uh, that still keeps the sport uh, as the focus, right? You know, we, we are an entertainment company in many ways, but at the end of the day, soccer is, is absolutely the core business, and we take that very seriously, right, from our, from our coaches to our players, um, and, and happy to only have, uh, I'll call it one blemish on the record so far, and hopefully uh, another win after tonight. Definitely. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time, Brett. Really appreciate uh, getting on. Uh, Listeners, make sure you jump over, check out the lights if you haven't already. Uh, And definitely good luck to you tonight on on that match. Thank you. Viva lights. What a great episode with Brett. Thanks so much for your time. Really excited for the growth of sports in Las Vegas uh, in that city. There's definitely a lot of consumers there who love sports. We've seen that with the Golden Knights. We're seeing it with the lights right now. Uh, So really excited that they're able to get a foothold there and be really authentic to that community, which has allowed them to get big sponsors uh, in that space. So really exciting time there. And I think some great insights, especially with the marijuana 
sponsorship, not just doing it because it's going to turn some heads, but really doing it uh, because your players benefit from it, from those, uh, you know, from the rehab ability of that, um, and really just understanding, hey, it's legal. Let's let's not push it off. Um, so thanks so much for your time, Brett. Uh, thanks so much for listening to all you listeners. We got another great episode coming up next week, and this time it is next week. We'll get it up posted next week um, with the basketball CEO um, global. Um, so really excited for that piece. But more importantly, please share this around. You know anybody who's trying to start a team? This is a great episode to be able to push around. You know anybody who's looking to take a chance on a sponsor? This is a great episode to push around. My goal here and our goal here with this is to really create a bunch of bunch of interviews with some of the best minds within the space and be able to have a, just an a audio book almost of knowledge from these people so that we can really push sports sponsorship uh, to a higher level with the introduction of digital or maybe not as Brett kind of alluded to uh, in, in his piece. So thanks again, Brett. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week and keep pushing those limits of sports sponsorship and technology. Mm-hmm.